listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Ten toes, ten toes. We was out on that road, uh, looking for love in the wrong places. We was posed to a stove, yeah. Share jewels, share clothes. That's how deep the shit goes, yeah. Every week you got bros, all of y'all fake clothes, yeah. Y'all switch sides like NBA teams just after halftime. I'm pulling up with my dog to make sure he okay. I don't even have time. He caught me a Porsche with the butterscotch seats. This for they have meals. Live better than rappers and they don't even have deals. That's real. Bought Emory a BM as soon as he came home. He hopped on the plane, headed straight to the bay. And that's how we get into game on. It's game on. Time mama died. I was there. My nephew died. He was there. He in my house more than I be there. More than be there. Tata there. E there. Breezy there. Juan there. Hi there. Chaka there. Law there. They all here. Oh yeah. Dad's there. Kwana here. Shitting up like Levana here. Crib like Soho house. I might stay in here and grow out my hair. Tight circle, no squares. I'm geometrically opposed to you. Y'all like the triangles. Y'all like the troll, do you? Y'all talk around hoes, do you? Y'all don't follow codes, do you? We know everything you say from niggas close to you. You emotional. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tells Podcast, your host, Rod and Karen. You know what that song let me know? What? Did they hang around some niggas? Yeah, yeah. Because I was listening to them names. I was like, oh, them some black folks. Even with all that mansion money and uh, all them trips and private jets and planes. Uh, I'd be like, we really still got our niggas. Right. Jay-Z uh, still kicks it with people named ty ty um juan right because e. i was just going when when i first heard it, i said oh yeah all them names is black breezy high chaka law this kawana what white mm. folks y'all know with them names he just i mean they still kick it over there i mean they be in the emory be in the in the house more than b be in the house sometimes um that makes sense um that's why when him and his wife beefing he ain't leaving no and if kanye can't understand that then uh oops uh hey you know, kept the house burned down well, I, I will sit <laughs> i'll be like that little the, the dog in the gift y'all be posting <laughs> we are live on a saturday ready to do some feedback in the afternoon you can find us on itunes stitcher Podomatic, search the black guy tips leave us five star reviews we appreciate everybody takes the time out to do that the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme now the feedback show is for all the people who want and are inspired to leave comments let us know what they think throughout the week about the things that we talked about you know you can there's a bunch of ways to do it you can email us you can leave uh comments on our actual website you can vote in our polls we have polls on each um for each episode and um if you want to leave like a comment there um so yeah we can we can make sure that we do that you know we appreciate everybody takes time out to do that um the five star reviews we read them as long as they're nice correct um and you can leave those on itunes and stitcher uh we didn't get any on stitcher we did get a bunch on itunes today so i will be reading those yay you you can also do stuff like uh leave voicemails on their two minutes or less uh 704-557-0186 is the voicemail line um and you can um 
i think i got everything what else i was gonna say i don't know what else i was gonna say uh but yeah there's a lot of ways to get in contact with us is what i'm trying to say and we're gonna listen to your voice today on this podcast all right um but first of all we got to give a shout out to people who donate money yes okay these are not just premium like subscribers and stuff who we do love but premium people they get something for their love okay they send us money they get hot new fresh premium episodes which guys okay guys y'all won't believe this it happened yesterday we are officially over a thousand episodes of premium content yay i knew it was close we are officially it was balls deep sports was our thousandth uh premium show and of course in true blackout to his fashion we didn't have time to stop and smell the roses because 1001 was the nerd off which we've recorded <laughs> right after that right after that so um we didn't stop yeah some i knew i had been working a lot because uh professor lch hit me on twitter and said where you been and i was like i don't know that something happened i've been working uh, <laughs> she was like you haven't tweeted it all day or nothing i was like man all i did was work yesterday like yeah yesterday was a long day for you you know uh which is fine you know but it's, that that's just the game and you know i'm proud of the work we've done i'm proud to even some people will never get to a thousand regular episodes of their show just regular ass episodes right yeah this is just premium behind the paywall we have worked our asses off to make sure that there's content there you never have to worry about you know well what i'm gonna listen to no yeah you will always have something to listen to and that's why it uh, delights my soul when people go premium for the first time they be like well god damn yeah that's a lot of shit so yeah man i'm very happy that we were able to make that milestone um let's talk about the people that gave money because like i said you can donate by going to the black guy who tips.com leaving us um on the right hand side leaving us a donation it could be one time be recurring it could be uh small or as big as you would like it to be we don't say the denomination we just shout out the people that donate Correct. and today is no exception i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song is for you today's a new day new day new de Niro. yes terry w thank you so much for your recurring donation mm-hmm. jason f as well tyrone m we appreciate you tyrone we do we got our brand new recurring donator dot street thank hey. you dot street welcome to the club we appreciate you um and go join the brand the new members part of the church mm-hmm. and conrad will lead you in uh all the ser- worship services uh alexander m thank you so much yes uh waste bees by sewer thank you so much yes our man eric uh from fairville state attitude check bronco pride you know michael i the playmaker michael Irvin. thank you damien r thank you damien jasmine a appreciate you yes we do got a new recurring donator from renita in thank you renita yes welcome <laughs> renita renita so nice to meet you senior hardcore throat. oh wait that's aisha sorry deborah oh thank you thank you deborah stefan h appreciate you janine r thank you jonathan w we appreciate you rachel h thanks so much mm-hmm. omat a appreciate you we do mary h thank you mary mr span from the span report podcast appreciate you fam yes we do Corey b appreciate you Corey. thank you so much um jonathan h thank you jonathan 
uh jeffrey m thank you jeff uh andy s thanks andy yes mccole f appreciate you mm-hmm. uh early days of photography thank you so much Carter h appreciate you j full thanks the homie j full up mm-hmm. in the house km thank you so much yes marvin b yes marvin b uh chriselle m thank you chriselle thank you candace h thank you justice j thank you i mean justin j thank you uh as asia d thank you asia thank you nerds and luxury those luxurious nerds hooked yeah. us up yes they did solana s thank you solana we appreciate you and that appears to be everybody Woo! that was a lot of people yes thank you everybody <clears throat> thank you play me out kurt for me can't you just smile for me whatever you're in right now smile for me smile can you just smile for me <laughs> and the people say oh, oh, oh. all right let's talk about five star reviews okay guys that's what also the people say um realist podcast to do it five stars by b williker one who says my guy jakari put me on to you guys because he knows i messes with the walking dead hard and he figured i would enjoy a black podcast that talks about it i've been subscribed ever since keep giving us a voice my nicks i got you how did you get nicks through the screener <laughs> wow a legend is born right come on itunes pass the census i'm surprised itunes ain't blocked that shit but hey you got it through somehow and we appreciate it we do um and yeah man i love walking dead i i look i unabashedly still like that show i do too no no you know i don't think it, obviously it's not the best show on tv or oh, no. it's not perfect but i still i still enjoy it so i don't know <clears throat> that underscore mitch said just everything five stars just listen to this podcast you won't be disappointed cousin rod and cousin karen are the best thank you thank you short and sweet mm-hmm. love them i come for rod but i stayed for karen by no tick oh thank you baby uh is no tiq so i'm guessing it's no tick um heard about your podcast a couple of years ago via the evening jones around the tanahasi coast net roots bernie bro pandemonium area i must say listen to the podcast called significant decrease in my previous podcast consumption because y'all cover an assortment of topics with varying perspectives i've been listening to pods since i discovered what they were back in 06 and actually purchased an ipod for podcast not music shout out i got <laughs> i had one of them i don't know if i got i got one of them old school apple ones that click go click 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 yeah it, it had a wheel on the front yes it was like we a, a it color anymore. wheel okay yeah we don't have it anyway yeah that shit for years i know blurred spent years before the podcast boom doing weekly searches for black hip-hop urban african-american street or any other word associated for black people so thank you for cutting the, out the work for me by consistently having black content creators and curators on your platform in other news y'all funny as hell and even though i began listening for rye and bomani's recommendation per bomani's recommendation it was karen whom i consistently connected with i'm from albany georgia family in florida and kentucky raised in the south college uh uh college in charlotte so karen reminds me of all the women in my life that i love it's also rare that women feel comfortable enough to share their perspectives and life experiences with their friends family and much less the world because of well you name it so it's refreshing to hear thanks y'all takes a breath thank you thank you 
yeah appreciate it man as i always say karen's a real star i'm just up here <laughs> tossing up these softballs letting her knock them out the park i'm the real talent take that take that <laughs> shamed five star says w scott 1386 who says karen told me to stop showing up the church cookout only to get a plate and leave well we appreciate you putting something on it we do thank you so now you can judge everybody else shame works and come on i had to rate five stars this time says tcc 6116 thanks rod for reading this about halfway through i pushed pause to listen to miseducation of lauren hill masterpiece by the way all the greats have been writing their own narratives aretha franklin her biography uh beyonce september vogue lauren hill the essay this essay cardi b her instagram yeah i've said it i'm speaking this greatness i feel you thank you yes thank you and uh yeah man i do feel like look i'm not saying people can't have issues with lauren hill it just felt weird the intensity of it and i think if you take a step out of it then it's like oh yeah that was kind of weird but people are painting my in my opinion i would say i'm approaching this the way i approach most things i don't feel like i'm being too biased one way or the other like it's a joke about the stuff where i'm like there's the joke of you know she late to a concert read a mm-hmm. book that's a joke that's right. an obvious fucking joke right but some of the stuff is like man we really do excuse a lot of shit for other people i don't know mm-hmm. why she's i don't know why she's being singled out and it's really hip- hypocritical to see people celebrate like musicians that stunt on other people and then be like but it's something about lauren hill where that's wrong but it wasn't wrong for these other people it just feels weird i don't i don't know jeremy jeremy got a fucking body double like i don't know it just seemed like it's people doing way worse shit in the game than being late to a concert but um anyway anyway i'm glad you listened i'm glad people at least some people heard me i think a lot of people are just stuck in that you know the social pressure of like performing and you know and getting your jokes off i don't i don't mind the jokes i think the jokes are funny actually um <laughs> like somebody i, I follow on, on facebook said laura hill just showed up to aretha franklin's funeral that was funny yeah <laughs> like that's fucking hilarious and that like, shit was like nine hours yeah i don't have a problem with the jokes man Mm-mm. but that's a good one some of the vitriol to like take away anything she's touched that has been successful and be like it's not her that made it successful or whatever it just seems like some shit we really do to black women a lot and um i don't know why she made the list of people that you know it's okay to do this to and i know for a fact all these niggas if she, something were to happen to her tomorrow they'd all be fake like sad about it and like oh my god she was so you know this that and the other and misunderstood and all this shit that motherfuckers do once something bad happened but they don't have that level of empathy when people are alive um best podcast period five stars jawbone eight says pastor rod and first lady karen are the perfect team funny caring and knowledgeable on various issues this this husband wife team are the quintessential duo Ooh, i like that quintessential duo you oh, aren't doing podcast listening right if you're not listening to tbgwt thank you so much thank you baby for these five star reviews i honestly i love them me too um so we appreciate y'all um uh, everybody that took the time out to leave one because you know it takes a little bit of time but it really does let us know that you feel us you like us you you like what we're doing we're going in the right directions um 
and honestly like i said uh if you if you listen to any podcast not just us take the time and consider leaving a five-star review because it really does make people's day to go oh that, like even people that don't read theirs on the air i guarantee they read those reviews because they do it's so rare to get one and when you get one and it's like yo i like what y'all are doing it's it's like i'm not speaking it to a void you know correct um all right let's get into um comments on the website we got episode 1743 followers aren't friends it was a feedback episode it's rather long if i remember yeah it's it two and a half hours no wonder y'all only got four shows last week Ooh. we had a lot to say we was back in our bag over here um <laughs> doing it old school yeah we got three comments um let me scroll down and when these shits load um all right so falcons diva says hey rod and karen okay why did i start crying like a baby when rod started reading that apology like i didn't get to the meat of the apology but the fact that the brother apologized sent me in then when rod read his response i almost had to pull over my car i just love to black out to his family i think i'm gonna cry at the live show and i cry ugly so i'm gonna be off in the cut somewhere (laughs) yeah man um like i said is in today's like environment of like disposability and motherfuckers just are so self-absorbed and our social media has really enabled us to be to amplify our self-absorption like this is my narrative this is the way i feel about something nothing else matters i'm gonna block out everything um you know it 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 has kind of um made it to where people don't apologize nobody's ever wrong nobody ever can say hey i was just joking uh hey uh hey no hard feelings i didn't mean da 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 like that just doesn't happen as much anymore it's a lot more like i said what i said you know to deal with it and fuck you if you don't like what i you know like there's a lot more of that i made a joke on my facebook page where i was like um now when you disagree with somebody it just means they're gonna stop liking your stuff right like that's how that's what we've become now like it's you have a disagreement well now i don't want to see i don't i just don't want to see you anymore i don't want to comment i don't want to like i don't want to share we could be best fucking friends before that but it really only takes one disagreement and i'm not talking about some shit like about someone's humanity but like anything you pick the thing i like the color red i like the color blue and that there are motherfuckers right now that aren't speaking because of that you know correct so it's just you know to have somebody write into the show that you know i think the first comment me and karen are kind of used to like when people do that they really do mean to troll us right or say something hurtful um they normally double down mm-hmm. and you know it was cool um for that person to respond back and be like I, hey i didn't mean that i didn't you mean, mean it that like, way right um uh but yeah that kind of gives me hope and i hope that our show is more like that than you know than just going off on people all the time correct willie f brooks says y'all are my cool auntie and uncle in my head so when you say you love each other and kiss at the end of each episode i say it back in my head then rod had to throw me off lol i appreciate the show and y'all's relationship so much it warms my heart yeah i forgot what i did at the end of this episode but i'm sure i messed up the kiss yeah <laughs> i think this might have been when i did the deja cat i mean deja cat thing with something happened and you threw me off kc call on 10 says i was on the plane when rod found out how to pronounce jeremiah and i was crying y'all are crazy yeah still jeremy to me uh the poll is who had a worse week Nicki minaj or lovey 
that seems so long ago doesn't it come on and internet internet moves like dog years that shit moves like every time a second pass like another seven years also um in my private life lovey has become a verb so just letting y'all know maybe i'll put it on the internet at some point but like when somebody just says some stupid shit on twitter or social media that they could have just kept to themselves and now they ought to get put on the summer jam screen i'll be like oh my god girl did you see this mike coulter done love it up his timeline you know Ooh, like yes he did like mike coulter out here getting he just loving i don't know what's wrong with him and <laughs> and it's just so uh it's just it's so good it's so good um anyway um 66 of y'all think Nicki minaj had a worse week 34 percent said love you so uh i can see that you know i know nikki gave us that quote that to freedom shit but i need to actually go save that audio okay i, I didn't i missed that one i don't you know haven't that. heard that mm, i don't i don't i don't know where i'd be um okay i'll do an interview or something it. she has her own radio called the queen something oh like, i don't listen yeah it's on like apple or something but the i mean that clip has been um has been circulating um for a while um and people like even took um they even took like cartoons and uh, dubbed them over with her voice one of them is um is steven universe um i forget what the name of that 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 stone was that came that gem that um lapis had to combine with to make it go into the ocean oh what was her name uh but i know you're talking about i cannot remember her name yeah they had that and um it was so good they had instead of her saying whatever she said to the to the gems on earth she was saying Nicki minaj's to freedom speech oh you know? oh jasper yeah it was you think harriet tubman was walking around with a nice shiny dress on with a crown on her head when she was taking slaves to freedom she yelled out it is it's jasper okay um so yeah it's like i said it's just um if i could find that steven universe one i would oh that shit probably fucking hilarious you know i love me some steven universe let me see if i can find it uh hate to do this live on the air guys i didn't mm-hmm. know karen was gonna ask me about this I, um i don't be knowing um she is voiced by Nicki. no oh wait is sugar light really voiced by Nicki minaj in real life is who sugar light sugar light s-u-g-i-l-i-t-e i don't which is garnet and amethyst fuse says she is voiced by Nicki minaj on this thing and this is a clip from 2014 why i didn't know that is that for real she really a voice actor on Nicki minaj i did not know that voice actress singer rapper songwriter nika tanya mirage commonly referred to as a stage named Nicki minaj yeah she revoiced sugar light on sugar light on steven universe so it's even wow that's crazy i did not know that it don't sound like her wow oh man um anyway i can't find this meme right now guys if i find it on uh steven universe if somebody has it in the chat i did i searched that it's not in there 
because now since she's been on here obviously ah, it's not easy to find okay anymore. but uh yeah if somebody um has a link to that meme or that tweet uh that's interesting now um that that shit was so good um so um but uh let me see if i can at least play the audio for you um for the the whole statement okay Uh, and I may even be able to play some of the memes on the screen. Okay. Um, you think Harriet Tubman was walking around with a fucking nice shiny fucking dress on with a fucking crown on her head when she was taking slaves to freedom? <laughs> to freedom. That, so, yeah, like somebody did one of Dexter's laboratory. Uh, is it showing on the screen? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, see if I make this bigger you think Harriet Tubman was walking around with a fucking nice shiny fucking dress on with a fucking crown on her head when she was taking slaves <laughs> yes Dex's laboratory <laughs> that's fucking hilarious oh man so yeah um uh spongebob they got one okay let me see what this one is um like it got sandy the squirrel yes sandy you think harriet tubman was walking around with a fucking nice shiny fucking dress on with a fucking crown on her head when she was taking slaves to freedom Oh, being man. bomb underneath the water that's fucking hilarious these are pretty good these are, these pretty good. are great the one but i I still think the one with uh steven universe is the best but that's the one i can't find damn it uh, uh i'm sure if i look I on twitter find, yeah i'm see if i can find see it. i retweeted it on my twitter was it a youtube clip or no it's, oh, a twi- it's straight off of twitter oh um, okay i don't know i'll search for it but um yeah i I do think nikki caught it the worst kind of um let's see steven steven universe nikki minaj all right i'll see if i can find it that way but um yeah i i do think nikki kind of caught it the worst uh we had one comment that said i think ct said i think nikki is on the decline and she just need to chill until she ready to play well with others especially cardi she'll continue to fail yeah she just like it's just wow because um oh i did i got it okay Okay. um uh but yeah it i mean it is kind of um wow because she's so um she's so like self-destructive right now and outspoken but i mean at the end of the day it's not like i don't think she's gonna get canceled or nothing i just think she's just wilding out and everybody's kind of laughing at her you know and whenever she's ready to kind of get back you think harriet tubman was walking around with a fucking nice shiny fucking dress on with a fucking crown on her head when she was taking slaves to freedom (laughs) that (laughs) that is garnet and amethyst when they combine yeah that's my favorite one uh and i think they're called it's called sugar light or something or sugar light something like that yeah yeah oh my god anyway she she killed that um all right so um to freedom to freedom <laughs> that's fucking hilarious oh um, i'm right. gonna start hollering that out for no reason to freedom right 
so they're gonna what the hell is wrong with you um boom <laughs> the bomb is the best part like she really dropped the flex the flex bomb on it uh does she record in the same studio as flex is that what's happening i don't know like what are the rules with this um all right let's get into uh the next episode which was 1744 inconvenience man okay those if i could be a superhero i would like my powers to make people have to deal with very inconvenient stuff um and we got uh, what appears to be four comments on this episode um as soon as they load to freedom uh <laughs> all right um d ramsey ph dunn says only 14 minutes into the show with random thoughts and it's already five stars hashtag vibrating toothbrushes <laughs> eve says i actually got into an argument with someone over john mccain because i was asked if i was sad that john mccain died and i truthfully said no then the person asked me why not i said i don't think he's as great as people are making him out to be i appreciate his service to the country but i think as a senator he sucked now mind you i didn't volunteer this information i was asked then i got yelled at for speaking ill of the dead first of all this man opposed an mlk holiday had a whole bill created because uh he fleeced a bunch of people he voted on the trump's harmful policies yeah and he voted on Trump's harmful policies yeah he also was against the civil rights act uh reinstatement uh mm-hmm. under bush people want to act like he was a decent person because he told what that one woman obama isn't an arab that was the absolute bare minimum and even then he didn't have the decency to say there's nothing wrong with arabs so because he wasn't as big an asshole as trump he gets a pass get the fuck out of here with that i said what i said come on i hate when people act like they can't speak the truth when someone dies because you best believe when trump goes i'm gonna tap dance like diamond and silk at the republican convention Die! i feel you eve and i'll take it one step further even on that um the the part that's weird to me is um this dude was so harmful with his policies but he successfully modeled himself in the press in the late 90s early 2000s as a maverick moderate republican but he voted conservative as shit and it shows how easy it is to fool people right ask them people out there in arizona about him that are brown and marginalized and i also said when trump was elected that this effectively moved the country further to the right and i remember when i said that it was a it was a period of time where there was a lot of political theory a lot of game theory and a lot mostly because of my circle not because um these people are bad or anything but from very liberal people who are like so woke that they like didn't vote or they thought letting trump win would shake the country up and i said it's gonna have the opposite effect you think it's gonna push us to the left it is going to push us to the extreme right and they were like no that's not what's gonna happen because um you know people are gonna fight back and resist and people gonna march look at the streets and look at how people already are activated and i'm like here's here's the thing trump is so bad he is making you wistfully look at george bush and uh wistfully look at uh john mccain that's how bad he is you are now we that tells me we have moved the country to the right you cannot that that would not have been a conversation uh if hillary clinton would have been elected right 
like we would like it would not be the same conversation of what a great man john mccain it would be more like some people would say that because obviously death and they scared but for a lot of people it'd be like eh, he wasn't that great you know but it's when compared to trump well yeah he was great you know and i think that's what's happening now and it's funny because a lot of the people that were super hard on obama and still are to this day it's like a fucking broken record at this point like them niggas don't like obama doing anything he does anything in public and they want to tell you how he's not perfect and not that i'm walking around thinking that the dude is perfect but it's like it's, it's it's draining how fucking often they hit that fucking like but you know uh drones but you know this but you know that and you're like trump is in the white house partially because you kind of joined in with the people that was like obama ain't shit and and most of them just turned out to be fucking racist pieces of shit right so you know while you're so dead set on getting this perfect presidential candidate that never is going to exist and never going to run this country Mm -mm. and no one's ever going to run the country the way you say it should be run so you might as well sit the political process out if that's what you want to do like it but you know once you get to that point don't expect anybody to look at you like a hero for not for sitting on your ass and not doing shit right so it's funny because like obama is giving a speech at uh mccain's funeral today mm-hmm. and there's still people that have issues with like well why he's there why is he this why is he that and i'm like because that's what being presidential is supposed to mean and he was asked months ago what the fuck are we talking yeah, it was about asked in april but the point being that's what it was supposed to mean we can't john mccain can't like people went well john mccain being petty he don't want trump at his funeral i'm like not just that but trump can't speak at his funeral right right trump, trump can't speak he's not he's not capable of delivering a heartfelt sincere eulogy that it won't become a mockery that won't become all about him and his his lack of qualifications for the office it's 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 and 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 the thing that bothers me the most is i think trump should be at mccain's funeral because john mccain supports trump yes he does even after that man called him all those names and disrespected his military service john mccain still would rather have trump in office than hillary clinton john mccain still would vote with trump's policies 90 something percent of the time you might as well let him at your fucking funeral and do the speech and let him dish you in his speech like he does talk about your daughter's titties or uh your wife being hot or uh how uh you know you weren't that good at war even though he ducked he ducked and dodged the draft himself like you might as well let him disrespect you one more time piss on your grave because in life you let him piss on your grave and you let him piss on all of us so i don't feel the warm feelings people have because it's it's fake it's all just people trying to make something nice out of something that really has no niceness in it you know oh he had a family nigga we all got families that ain't that's the bare fucking minimum of society that ain't no that ain't no good excuse you know like he was fucked up towards a lot of the people that people claim to support and love and ourselves so i don't feel that level of uh you know um whatever it is the kumbaya feelings people trying to throw into the casket with this dude i don't feel them and it's okay that other people will feel them i think death fucks people up and makes people strange right because 
though they like it's something that i don't understand yeah i mean we don't know what happens to us after we die everybody thinks they might know they got a little hint they believe stuff but we don't know and so it fucks people up and they want to have good feelings about death so then they basically make it so that anybody that you know is important quote unquote that dies we want to feel good about it we want to find a way that he wasn't a monster he was john mccain was a monster in a suit man you know and it was it is what it is like some politicians are gonna come eulogize them because that's what politicians do but i don't have to do that this is not the john mccain eulogy and more importantly um john like people are gonna do that for him whether i agree with it or not correct it's not like i'm going around arguing with people about it i if you disagree you just disagree i stay on my page about it stay on my you know stay in this podcast about it but yes you know i'm aware of what's happening and you know when dylan roof dies a lot of the people that claim you can't say nothing bad about dead people are not going to be saying that shit when he dies so no, they're not they're clearly you know kind of picking and choosing i i just think we have a different bar for what i consider to be a um decent politician or man or person or whatever and that's fine because there's going to be people when obama dies that are going to tap dance on his grave and talk shit about him and they're not all going to be racist republicans it's going to be a lot of people that you know you would think you have a lot in common with politically and shit and you're going to find out you actually don't um because they have taken you know a picture of him that you would probably think well that's the harshest way to receive what he has done in office and in power and they're gonna shit on him and you need to get prepared for that you know people need to be ready for that day because that's that's the way it is like we don't own each other and nobody owns each other's opinion but i i just thought people either were being fake when he was alive with all the look at this motherfucker caping for trump even though trump dissed him and his family or they caping now i don't know when they're lying but i just know it had to be a line at some point i don't think you can have both well then we got two comments from uh this one is from uh who's this from mccain is a sucker if trump were nice were nicer in quotes people would treat him like mccain and reagan and that scares the shit out of me yep yep that's the truth you know people would treat him like uh they treat george uh bush now um yeah you're absolutely right um and lee says mccain didn't like marginalized people and voted that way fuck him thanks Ryder karen lee thank you agreed yeah i think maybe these people wrote these comments in late because uh the funeral is going on right now um but you know i don't really watch tv funerals like i know a lot of people Mm -hmm. watched aretha franklin's one yesterday Mm -hmm. it's just not my thing so uh should they just do away with the miss america contest yes no or no but it needs some changes what do you think karen what I, yeah and like i said people the people doing it out of tradition now like as far as i'm concerned you can get rid of like, i i don't care you can get rid of it you can keep it do what they won't you know i prefer you probably get rid of it but a lot of people do it out of tradition there's a lot of money behind it you know a lot of women actually make a living you know mm-hmm. off of that so i completely understand it from that perspective but as far as the age we live in that shit is antiquated as fuck 71 percent agree with you yes they should get rid of it no five percent and no but it needs some changes 24 percent 
um brooklyn shoebay says i think miss america pageant is antiquated but i do think it could survive with some major overhauls it's kind of like the young men in college who are there on scholarship to play sports for school benefits the most in my opinion their bodies make more money for the backers and boosters than the girls in the pageant yeah it's interesting though because like i don't know what they can overhaul to truly make it okay by today's standards right because it's basically you ogling at a bunch of fine women that's it in my mind like you just and, well i'll take it out there i'll take it a step further who decides what is fine right you know that's the problem i think is even even if they were able to diversify everything all the shit the fact that they're essentially saying a certain type of woman is beautiful and others aren't and one of these is the most beautiful i don't know it's kind of like a weird antiquated notion but i mean i guess it ain't going nowhere right and you're basically saying everybody lives to us the white standard period right you know you're not going against people of different sizes you know you barely do people of different colors right by nature it just becomes about a white centric viewing of beauty even if it is a, a even if a person of color wins it's mm. still kind of like either it's still kind of like but they fit these certain standards that we're okay with right so until you change that get it the fuck out of here as far as i'm concerned and that's not going to change so why are we doing this we had episode episode <laughs> we had episode 1745 uh lauren and serena uh old green 32 says there's really nothing left to say miss lauren hill came through and shut it down and for people who feel differently show me the lie i'm thankful she came out and set the record straight i hope folks notice that she never called anyone out by name nor does she get negative she hit folks with the fact that the fact that anyone who had issue with those i can guarantee are sitting in the quiet corner on hush good on her yeah man i like i said man this this shit was draining this week between between mccain this lauren hill shit and even like over the weekend with some of that lovey shit um it's just i don't know man i know as black people we're prickly as fuck because we've been fucked with we all got ptsd but like right some of this shit is just like dog what is happening like how did we get here so so vividly you know the woman ain't had nothing to say for 20 years it's it's basically like people told us shut the fuck up regardless of what you have to say and i didn't find anything in it i felt thought was implausible or anything that felt like a lie to me you know but that i don't know that's just me you know i like some of the stuff about the show shit i get why people roll their eyes at that because i thought what? that was i mean yeah i mean i mean yeah i did too like it's one of those things where yeah you you need to get that together yeah that shit was funny to me because i was like those were jokes i made but she really is serious right you know and i'm but but like some of the stuff about her music and all that stuff i'm like i don't get why I'd... anyway whatever um Mel's, but but oh but the other thing like with the mccain the way people just flipped into even black people some of them was flipping into this he was a good man and you're like wow is this just a thing where like uh mm-hmm. someone hit a switch and now everybody's brain flipped to like we have to say this it's like you don't have to say this you know it's okay to object or to, to, to disagree like it's fine to be like i know white people want us to romanticize this dude but nah he was actually kind of fucked up right and, uh same thing with um oh i know what it was the mtv awards when people was uh and firestar had a great segment about it but when they were talking about um 
tevin campbell and then um the 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 madonna shit and it's just like yeah man like every ah, anyway mel's brother mel says two things struck me with rg's commentary robert glasper i assume the first was the that the men he named who were cool are statistical outliers in terms of both output and ability like real talk he named men who are far greater than him in every quantifiable measure and then says she hasn't done enough because she isn't a statistically statistical anomaly like them the other yeah he was comparing her to what most would consider the best of the best so he's like quince quincy jones wouldn't do this and like well i mean i don't think the argument people are making is that lauren hill is quincy jones right you know i don't think that's the what people are saying but okay the other thing is he never mentioned the other women he worked with in terms of contextualizing what it is to work with miss hill aka queen aunt of this here hill like dude has worked with erica badu let us see lala hathaway but didn't even put them in the rankings when talking about people who have done enough to merit deference i mean i know a lot of jazz heads are steeped in misogyny and patriarchy but bruh i can't take your argument seriously if you won't even say the name of one of the other few black women you have worked with when talking about slash down to another black woman and yeah she was reaching with that lateness equals respect line but i do totally see her side of the story yeah like you know i i sucked i had to come out of joke mode because i really prefer to joke but every time i joke about this shit motherfuckers straight up like um they always take it personal like and so i've stopped kind of talking to people about it because i'm like how did this get personal like we i thought we were joking like sometimes people joke about the long hill shit i'm in for the jokes when people want to be serious about it i can get serious with it too but when we're just joking around then yeah i'm you say something i say something it's going back and forth and then motherfuckers be like uh-uh, i'm out i'm like okay well these i guess you don't understand the whole ant hill standing for a lauren thing is that i'm gonna make these okay cool so i can't really tell so now i'm just done joking because i don't want to like i'm just only gonna be serious about it because i don't feel like fucking engaging with folks that are gonna turn around and then be like i was serious the whole time i really am upset with lauren hill and i'm like okay that seems crazy to me she's not worth being upset about in Mm -hmm. that in that in the way that you are measuring you know people to be upset with it just seems weird to pick her um jared says hey morrows i'm outside the u.s but let the five-star review and comment on itunes hopefully y'all get it love this episode jared thanks man we'll check uh we get an email every week on normally on sundays for five-star reviews left outside the u.s so we'll check on it falcons diva says on miss hill unlike the lovey letter i was glad you read all of miss lauren hill's response to the nonsense right i have officially joined the anthill hey welcome i am one who loved 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 her mtv unplugged release i used to get on my friend's nerves playing that i remember my sister was going through some shit with her husband i told her to put i gotta find peace of mind on repeat dang i had to stop and listen to that again she was so raw and vulnerable on that release the last time i saw miss hill in live in concert she was at an intimate venue here in atlanta i don't know why but i looked at the reviews on ticketmaster before going this was before social media was popping like it is today god must have told me to look 
i saw that she was starting two hours late so my friend and i went out for drinks walked up in the spot right before she came on stage this spot has seats but also a standing area we walked right into the middle of the crowd and had an amazing time lately she's been coming to spots that will shut it down at a certain time so i don't go plus i am very particular about stuff starting on time if i'm sitting there and someone is late my disposition is all messed up and i can't enjoy the show the last time i saw india are in concert she pulled a miss hill when she did come out the show was amazing but it took the first three songs to get my chakras back in line so that was the last time india uh my last india show but i still love both india and miss hill yeah like i said man i'm not even trying to knock people that's mad about her showing up late to shows Mm -hmm. i really do get that and it was jokes i just i can't reiterate that enough because now i'm paranoid because at this point some people have seemed to have taken me so seriously about the joke shit that we've lost the ability to have a discussion about what i really do feel are some double standards that apply to her that i haven't seen applied to everybody you know right um on serena i think what grinds my gears the most is that these mo those mofos intimidated that she does not respect the game i was right with queen karen she learned french for you bitches come on the only american who would actually be on prince tv speaking french at the fucking french open when she is on it's must see tv for me after her wednesday night match the encore interviewer actually asked about her grandbaby quay quay uh or is it quay quay uh i hollered when that uptight white lady with her british i think accent said quay quay uh i I get so tickled when they post videos of olympia and kwai kwai serena got her baby and a black a black baby doll and named her kwai kwai i love it yeah she posting that baby on instagram it's hilarious but mill 73 says karen and rod full disclosure over the past few years i have also engaged in the clowning of lauren hill's lateness to concerts it seemed to be all in good fun playfully berating people who in 2010 actually paid money to see her perform then complained about her lateness we were all supposed to know that a miss hill concert would start three hours late the stuff from robert glassford was different it seemed very mean-spirited it seems like he wanted to put in doubt the greatness of the miseducation its greatness is without question and when the score came out i was still using cassettes so i I wore that motherfucker out because I played it constantly. Who could forget her track on the Love Jones soundtrack? Then came Miss Education. All all by the time she was 23. The only thing I excelled in at 23 was chain smoking mythol cigarettes. I know stereotypes are a motherfucker. <laughs> There's a meme going around uh, that on one side names a track by Beyonce and lists all the credited songwriters, and on the other side it names a track by Queen and lists one songwriter, Freddie Mercury. The implication is that Mercury is more talented than Beyonce because presumably he didn't need a bunch of songwriters to help him make a hit. Inherent in this meme is the basic racist and misogynistic premise that a white man is far superior artist to a black woman. The simplistic narrative doesn't acknowledge the fact that all songwriting is collaborative or that a singer like Beyonce, even when working with other songwriters, is the final arbiter of the finished product. Yeah, um, this reminds me of when Beck beat Beyonce for the Grammy and a bunch of motherfuckers that have never listened to Beck's album were couldn't wait to tell me that beyonce was not talented because it took more people to make a beyonce song and and beck can play five instruments and shit, and shit like that and i'm like but we just talking about albums their cultural impact on the on the on the world and you're telling me an album that essentially comparatively nobody really listened to is a grammy winning album i don't believe you you know i really think that you know 
it's arbitrary what can we say about beyonce to not give her the obvious credit because that was for the self-titled album that was a game changer and you know so i don't think what is happening what has happened to lauren is essentially only a lauren thing which is why Mm -hmm. i feel that is why i feel compelled to be like well hold up now people are taking this a little too far you know because i don't think it's just about lauren i think a lot of talented black women and in the era of me too and in an industry that is dominated by men that like (laughs) i guess to me it's like people say shit like what happened to tweet and i'm like men what happened to reese men right and i fucking love that cd like there's all these talented women and people say shit like women get canceled so easily and stuff like that and i'm like i don't even think it's about canceling literally it's an industry run for and by men and if you're not a certain type of woman they not even fucking with you and even if you are that type of woman that they claim to want like say a Nicki minaj they will still cast you to the side because they'll never respect you for being that type of woman Mm-mm. like they just like it's a fucked up rigged industry and i don't think it's a meritocracy um so to see someone as vocal as lauren has been about like the rigorousness and the traitorousness of the industry it's weird to me to want to be like fuck you bitch not you you don't get to say it's like well i mean she might have a point being that she is and slash was the lauren hill and this is what happened to her career and she's telling you like these are the things i had to do to avoid these like the avoid this industry and the lecherousness of it and instead it's just like fuck you i got jokes you know the kind of disrespect is par and parcel of the revisionism that glassbury is attempting with that interview admittedly lauren made the mistake of engaging in the collaborative process and not laying out the terms explicitly leaving the door open for the kinds of challenges she experienced maybe this is why when you look at beyonce track listing everybody and their mother has a songwriting credit she is leaving nothing to chance lauren made the mistake and she paid the price this should be the whole this should put the whole episode to bed you would think when we talk about genius we are loath to credit women in general and black women in particular as geniuses that little nigga named Nas had one hot album well maybe two and has been spitting bullshit for damn near 20 years Ooh, this is a lot of hot heat right i didn't yeah, yeah, this we, is a mill's opinion yeah yeah we, Nas fans do not write up to the show i don't, don't i did not say these things i didn't either and people still regard him as one of the dopest mcs alive nobody questions his songwriting ability or the providence of his great early works even though he has yet to replicate them why can't miss hill be regarded the same way she should be allowed to rest on her laurels on another note for all the french cats throwing shots at serena they only get half a bar fuck them niggas a mill yeah here's the other thing drake don't even write his own shit drake most people don't drake don't write his own shit he's like the the top of the game like it's it just is what it is man i don't think people really care about that it's just something about lauren that digs at people and i don't know what it is exactly and i haven't really seen anybody express it because i don't think it's because she was late to a few concerts that she gets the same level of vitriol that motherfuckers have for like a chris brown or some shit it just it just don't make sense to me i'm sorry gator boy speak says nigga i almost died that story about the camera you said he went through the camera box through the camera box in the trash like they would never like they would never look here 
all i could think was that white man been sitting at his computer jacking out since he put that camera up he didn't want to miss a single titty that garbage has been in his house for three months right i literally couldn't see couldn't see i was crying laughing so hard and that's why i fucks with y'all stay safe fam thanks gay boy speaks thank you casey colin says the commercial by serena made me tear up it's always crazy until you do it uh sometimes no one sees the vision that you have for your life no one understands why you train so as hard as you do why you sacrifice as much as you do why you try as hard as you do for uh for a pipe dream but when the dream becomes reality they still want to knock you down and for serena to become one of the best athletes of our time if not ever and for people to continue to disrespect her as an athlete woman parent african-american it can be so depressing but when you are greatness there's no time for missteps there's no time to feel sorry for yourself or to lash out at the naysayers you just have to keep pushing keep breaking boundaries keep holding up your head and keep trampling over your enemies i cannot tell you what her last game was like uh what her tennis racket looked like but i can tell you that her character shines through and on and off the court i'm thankful for serena because she gives me an african-american woman so much hope for what my future holds yeah um i was thinking about that today i remember when uh richard williams was just seen as the crazy black dude that had no business putting his daughters out there and i remember believing that when i was in high school and part of my college i was like oh yeah this this dude gonna ruin his daughter's lives he's out here on some joe jackson shit you know like and i i got out of college and i realized like wait i really only heard that from white media people already in tennis that wanted me to believe that this black outsider and his family didn't belong and he needed to hand his daughters over to white people to instruct them how to play tennis because he could never teach them the game the right way um as far as they were concerned right um and when you see interviews with him now and stuff you see how much of what people would label as craziness devotion delusional whatever um you see how much of that was actually about protecting his daughters right because he knew they was gonna be on some bullshit um and he didn't want them to tear them up and tear them down where they uh, would could not be the women that they are today because i remember they showed like an interview like years ago where i don't remember venus or serena one of them was asking them like a question and the way the question was phrased it was basically trying to just basically attack her and her character and her daddy stepped in like what you not gonna do with this bullshit doing this goddamn interview right and see they would label him hostile and paint him as being problematic for doing shit like that because to white people that is problematic you know um and this is not you know some lavar ball shit like mm-hmm. um i know people you know people will try to um maybe paint it as such but it's not like lavar ball people want to group it all together but lavar ball sons aren't outsiders coming into a white sport and being judged and called ugly and all this shit he just really believes in his sons and promotes them and stuff i'm not even you know and believes in his shoe brand and maybe he will be right in 20 years but it's not the same battle as richard williams trying to get two black daughters from compton into a very white racist world and i think in a way only a father only another black person that was that dedicated to those girls would be able to prepare them to become serena and venus that we know now people that for all accounts and purposes dominate the shit out of the competition while at least exhibiting a level of composure that 
is otherworldly i mean like i said they've called her racial slurs her entire career the people talk talking about her body uh in negative ways and um people uh writing about you know she shouldn't be uh in swimsuit issues and she also shouldn't take instagram photos with her belly when she's pregnant and she also should now keep in mind if sharapova wanted to do that that's fine you know sharapova could be a whole ass model and that's fine that's just the way the game is but if serena does it it's wrong you know um the people writing about her body as if she has some sort of advantage that white women don't have but they can't tell you exactly what you know saying these other women got to start lifting weights as if she has no skills and she's just overpowering every person she plays like nah tennis is a game of skill too uh here's that interview when she was 14 years old i know i can do this i know it very confident very confident you say it so easily this is venus so he said you know you could beat her and then she's like i know i could beat her he said you're very confident why and then that's when richard turned in and it was like hey 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 nah we're not about to do this come on we're not about to do this bullshit that you're doing right here white man you're not about to tell my daughter up on national television All right i don't know why uh the audio so long this i really should have found a better video Man, um, I do have a what she said, she said it with so much confidence the first time. So he says basically like that she answered you the first time and she was confident. You don't keep going after that. Like move on to the next question. And so then the dude becomes like, Hey, hey, you can't be interrupting the interview, which makes me which leads me to believe this is only fifty second clip. Um this means richard has been interrupting this interview to be like hey hey nope y'all talk to my daughter this way hey don't ask this question because the dude is annoyed with richard's interruptions clearly feeling some type of way about the fact that like awesome y'all should just be happy i'm fucking interviewing y'all black ass like i know y'all ain't trying to dictate how i talk to your daughter like i'm here that's that was the the whole point yeah and that goes in my opinion a lot of this goes to why they fucking hate them because they're so confident and they're mm-hmm. so unapologetic and well also richard was protective right because 14 like no offense to any 14 year old child but 14 is not really confident yet right someone is molding you and building you to be the person that stays like that retains that like like it is stripped out of black people so often yes it is and especially black girls but it's stripped out of us so often as black people where you don't all of a sudden it's like you know at some point you don't want to be the angry black woman you don't want to speak up you don't want to be too loud you don't want to laugh you don't want it's all these things that black women that are grown-ass adults have these hang-ups about because at 14 nobody was saying hey don't talk to my daughter like that she said she can beat her what the fuck is the problem why are we answer asking the question three four five times i'm aware my daughter is black in a way that you aren't and i know that these questions are not going to stop with you but i need you to stop because i'm here today and it's not you know and and, and until I, this uh flower has blossomed all the way i don't want you trying to rain on her 
you know right and elon manning's whole ass daddy was like which would he not gonna go to whatever that team was and right. he ended up going to new york but right. nobody ever said his daddy was overbearing i tell me funny right. nobody ever said his daddy didn't have no business quote-unquote dictating and telling his child what to do three or four years ago tom brady who was a grown-ass man his father called into a radio station to defend his son tom brady is fucking 40s like what like but but like i said it's just different you know anyway if you want to understand that you're dealing with an image of a 14 year old child and this child gonna be out the play when you old ass and he gonna be in the grave when she says something we done told you what's happening you're with a little black kid and let her be a kid you're answer with a lot of confidence leave that alone there you say it so easily right and they just kind of loop back to the beginning but yeah yeah his daddy her daddy got mad be like nah what you not gonna do is this bullshit right here she's a child if she was a little white child you'd have let her roll off of being confident right and also I mean, I mean it, confident and also it is different for her right because white kids get to be confident in a way where they are allowed to like it's it's we're impressed it's the reason that white kids have lemonade stands but the cops don't get called on them never you know it's the reason where um the outspoken black kid in school is a troublemaker and sent to the to the principal and the outspoken white kid is like oh he's a class clown you know it's 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 the difference and without that parental protective father figure what happens to those girls without him being the fanatical delusional person that they claimed he was because now he's a prophet but before that he was uh you know people were comparing him to like abusive fathers like joe jackson and shit you know um so i i don't know man if it wasn't for him being crazy quote unquote i don't know that we get serena and venus playing for the 30th time last night on friday at at the u.s open right i don't know that we get that and if he would have just said well i don't know what i'm doing let me put these girls in the hands of some trainers when they're 13 14 years old and let them manage their careers i don't know that white people would prepare these sisters for this because it seemed like he prepared them every step of the way to not just be confident but to be um um composed and to be unbothered and unfazed they'd have fucking crumbled right i just don't know white people would have been telling them that uh even though they calling you nigger they love you you know like i just don't think it would have been the same Trey Swindu 744 says thanks for the episode Ryan Karen absolutely love what y'all said about Serena her sister and her father that's love all of it also love what you said about Lauren's response to Glasper she pretty much explained everything concisely and clearly I just wish she had been able to part from that Marley boy sooner than she did but because he was still the father of her children I know that's something that's not always the easiest thing to do I think that's one of the main many main problems she has had to deal with that caused a heavy burden on her life as a fan i hate to see that even lauren has to deal with it. ain't shit nigga too lol i wish peace and happiness to her always though always thanks for riding karen yeah thank you um and last one was did you hear uh did hearing directly from lauren hill change your mind at all no i was already on her side yes or no i will always despise her even worse than the catholic church Mm-mm-mm, you people 12 percent of y'all will always despise her even worse than the catholic church and y'all sicking me wow right wow. really they, y'all wow they really said that worse than those pedophile rapists wow 
24% said yes and no I was already on the side 63% um Brooklyn Shubay says I just I'm just gonna be brief I was always on Lauren's side in my humble opinion she made such a brilliant album that after a decade I didn't want her to make anything else when she won all those Grammys as a rap slash hip hop artist I was and will always be proud of as a woman hip hop head and a contemporary yeah um it kind of reminds me of the Jordan argument people really need her to fit into some like specific lanes for them to evaluate her talent and I'm just like she was talented she gave us what she could do and i liked it and i thought she was really fucking good i like to this day i still feel like she's one of the best mcs i've ever heard like i don't i'm sorry i don't have the same like outline as you do where you need 12 albums or a certain amount of like whatever like i don't know if i if you told me like sitting in a room like pick some people that you want to hear do freestyle she's gonna be in my top like i don't know 10 or so people that i would like to hear freestyle from that's my preference that's my flavor you know miss ct says i'm not in the high but i understood when you came to defense in one of the last episodes i think the jazz artist was attacking her because he wanted to sell a few albums and getting to her was the best way to do so exposure creates expansion whether positive or negative exposure but it's the reason why she stepped away from the spotlight to begin with to avoid this type of negative publicity while i don't agree with the whole late shows thing as we've already discussed ad nauseum yeah attacking her character when she paid you and you ended up doing whatever the hell you wanted to do anyway it's just harmful and hateful for no reason yeah he picked the right target because nobody's gonna come back and say rob aren't wasn't that kind of fucked up on your part you know like as like you know you did do the gig you did take the money meanwhile you thought she was uh somehow a charlatan and a music thief and all this stuff why did you even take that gig you know you're the one that that says it was um fucked up she's fucked up it's just kind of weird you know um and it's not like he has no um no skeletons in his closet either you know like he um uh got accused of being sexist because of the way he talks about about jazz um and women um in the jazz game have been fighting very hard for respect so very you know jazz is also a very misogynistic industry like all the music industry um yeah there was this article yesterday on international women's day most of my friends were in full empowerment mode this um this is written by uh, michelle mercer uh when they were sporting red clothes naming the top five women artists and posting photos of mothers and daughters but over in the jazz world international women's day was a little more awkward we were busy attending uh some much more some much less celebratory business women's business a series of online events that we'll call the saga of musical clitoris yes according to some there's a musical clitoris though please don't worry if you've never found yours it all began with Ah! with a robert glasper interview published last weekend on do the math the blog of the bad plus pianist ethan iverson the jazz world treasures do the math for its insightful content particularly its revealing interviews in which iverson's status status as a fellow musician is a clear advantage midway through his interview the charismatic glasper decided to build some rapport with iverson in a manner familiar to straight men all over the world by talking about how much the ladies love them after asserting his own unusually authentic conver- uh, conversance in r&b hip-hop and jazz glasper brought on the flattery i've had people tell me about your music like women you would think never listen to jazz young fine euro chicks ask me 
euro chicks but that's y'all hero um i heard this band the bad plus do you know them uh and iverson said i guess that's one of the reasons to play really um so you know play to get some women you know uh and uh glasper went on i've seen what that does to the audience playing that groove i love making the audience feel that way getting back to women women love that they don't love a whole lot of soloing when you hit that one groove and stay there it's like a musical clitoris you're there you stay on that G, that groove and the women's eyes close and they start to sway going into a trance um now they said glasser's thomas come as a shock to exactly zero people who spent any time in the jazz word world i've heard variations of the women can't really follow jazz theme ever since i start first started hitting jazz clubs and following extremely long solos to be a female jazz fan and a critic is to live with a frustrating irreconcilability i have an intellectual passion for creative complex music and sometimes the musicians who make that music doubt my ability to appreciate its creativity and complexity so essentially um robert was like women don't follow jazz for the same on the same cerebral level as us men but if i say he might have some issues with women yeah i'm tripping the whole thing sounds very misogynistic yeah like that's essentially what he said is you know um the women uh can't really follow it and then not to mention turning the interview into we do this to get some hoes but you know but that's the dude that i was supposed to be like well obviously his opinion on lauren hill is more important than than anything else and nothing she can say back can explain any of this shit she just needs to quote unquote take the l that's that's weird to me uh 1746 fiscal conservative um we talked about preparations for the live show lgbtq news uh kanye west apologizing um let's see what we got here uh rn gullage says rod could you make um could you make this playlist public please all the songs you play were indeed my shit excellent show as usual thanks for all you do and you and queen karen do i if i remember i will put in the show notes for this episode okay because i didn't want to just share it on twitter and facebook because at this point i feel like people take shit out of context and while it might be a funny little inside joke on a podcast or something for me and uh you know my friends that are my friends on spotify and shit um i can honestly see people being like uh all black women don't like this or what you mean black women and the gays or whatever i don't want no problems it was a, a little joke for the show and i think people that listen to the show obviously get it because it's like yeah oh it's my shit that does a good list of songs to people outside the show that don't give a fuck about context they would just somehow end up making it a big deal so i will share it in the show notes guys all right um uh, our boy uh jeremy says what up ride care just wanted to swing through and show y'all some love because it's been a while good luck on the coming live show and i'm very proud of y'all sign jeremy bacon grease baron of cspn thanks man thank you uh that tish says kanye really sat there and apologized for our feelings about what he said unless there was more that he said in another point in the interview he never took his words back never said that he didn't actually believe what he said he just apologized for that maga shit and what he said about slavery uh hit people hard and then nobody asked directly if he still believes it now 
whenever somebody apologizes i listen for an apology for what they did even if a shitty excuse surrounds it anything else is just fluff to try and get us to back off of them i would have felt more for him if he would have just said y'all i was tripping my bad he basically put the blame on us for being offended so he can still kiss my ass um sure i mean like i said i never got as offended as the rest as a lot of people did about this shit um and i always felt like whatever was going on with him was something bigger than just some regular ass cooning because i just don't know what's up with his mental state and i you know and i don't feel comfortable this shit just did not sound like it made sense to me and i don't know where that came from um all that being said hey if you don't want to forget i didn't to me it wasn't about me forgiving him i never was really mad so if you were offended and you know waiting on him to say something that would make you forgive him or whatever i don't think that's gonna happen um he just doesn't seem to be that kind of dude um i i more felt bad about um two things in the interview one i felt bad because he sounded like he damn near was crying um because somebody because he finally was sitting in a room with other black people that weren't there to exploit him in the way that Charlemagne was uh in the way that tmz was he was finally sitting in a room with a black woman in chicago from chicago who was like we root for you because you're a black kid from chicago and you let us all down with this bullshit and you hurt me and then he could not keep up the fucking act anymore of well it's a choice or whatever he had to be serious for a second and it sounds to me like he don't have those kind of people in his life no more like maybe i know he kept talking about he could talk to don don c or whatever in chicago like that if he had somebody like that that would help him out i don't know i just know it just seemed like a moment of uh well i felt bad for her for still wanting to believe in him and still wanting him to do right by her in chicago and black people and feeling like he should be a spokesman and i also felt bad for him just for the fact that it made me think i don't know it it just made me feel like something is going on with him that's bigger than just you know some regular the normal coon shit you know like it didn't feel like diamond and silk to me it's like something's off with that dude uh falcons diva says rod i'm also an empath and watched the video kanye's apology had me feeling some kind of way there's a stark contrast from when he was making the slavery comment or hanging with trumpsters i can't explain it but there's a look in his face and tone in his voice that makes me more concerned for him than mad at him that's that's what i'm saying recently in my spin class the instructor played videos for otis and niggas in paris kanye looks so happy in these videos and i just want him back in that space and i'm not even a kanye fan i just watched him vacillating between what seems like sanity and insanity over the years i would never try to opine on his mental state but it's apparent what he that way when he needs help i mean he's the one talking about being bipolar and it's a superpower and he off his meds i mean i don't feel like i'm making anything up it just i just think people care when they care and they don't care when they don't care and he said some things that hurt black people's feelings and black people rather than the we we will never we feel like we're at a point in society where admitting that our feelings were hurt makes us weak and so his feel he hurt our feelings quote unquote you know collectively as a race and 
now he has to go and if i were to say well it might be you know some stuff with his mental state it just don't matter it doesn't matter we we are mad and that's it and i'm saying it that matter of factly not to be dismissive but because that's the bottom line it does right you know i'm not trying to be pejorative or belittle anyone's emotions it's just i've i've seen i've read the story already i know how people feel and it doesn't matter what you bring up they just basically go i'm mad at him and fuck him and that's their right to you know i hope he gets the help he needs you know but yeah i understand how people are just basically like i don't got time to waste in my life about this shit no more anonymous teacher says hey rod and karen i've been wanting to write you two for a while but have been crazy busy with the start of school and life i really appreciate your show and i love you all so much warning long warning long letter coming i'm a teacher and we my husband and i have been listening to the show for over a year now we finally became premium last month and i'm happy we did keep up the great work before school starts we always have professional developments about all kinds of stuff to get ready for the school year we had a couple pds that seriously got to me we had a meetings about mental health with schools and active shooter information for all the teachers in these meetings they presented us with uh data what do we do if we have an active shooter on campus videos that focus on one kid and not the real one that does the shooting and an actual 911 tape from columbine in general i felt extremely triggered rather than highly emotional i felt that they are trying to get us to pay even more attention to our students which we already do this day in and day out and find more warning signs to prevent school shootings it feels like if something was to happen at school they will be talking to us the teachers that literally see them for less than an hour a day and asking us what did we do teachers are already highly sensitive to school shootings so we know that they are serious what was interesting to me was that some of my coworkers didn't know that school shootings have been happening since the beginning of the 90s 1900s uh we watch our students constantly because many of us are scared that it will happen at our school next i understood why they gave us the data and mental health information on school shooters but what i didn't feel was needed was a 911 tape played for us right the playing of the actual 911 tape from columbine we were hearing screams gunshots and everything i wanted to leave but no one was walking at the time i just looked around and saw over half the teachers in the room sobbing and i was one of them too i cried almost every school shooting i did learn something new that a little under half about 45 percent of all mass shootings are done at schools that's a huge percentage especially in america where we have so many we were even told that there isn't a type for situ- for students that could do a mass shooting so we need to pretty much highly watch out our students even more than what we were before i love my job and i'm pretty great at it but it's it's becoming really hard and i know i can't stay in this field on top of everything else that we do it's sad that my job has come to this and that no one no one at all will talk about the real issue are that guns are horrible and we don't need them i wish we could ban them like you have talked about many times on the show but i know that is a fantasy and america loves their guns more than their people more than their children they love them more than their children i just wanted to let you know there are lots of people that agree with you and keep talking love you too thank you thank you and uh yeah they they love their guns more than those fucking than their own children that that's <sighs> that that new town one was the one that was the one where, or was the sandy hook with well, those two i guess if those are the same one then those that one but it's two separate incidents that's two separate okay th- those were the ones i said you know what it's, we're irredeemable as a people 
were irredeemable people would rather believe those parents made up their children and are crisis actors than say this was you know we need to get rid of guns do you think politi- that politician was trying to be racist the one that said uh we don't need to monkey this up in florida 95 percent said yes five percent said no i can't believe this wasn't a hundred percent that's why we always shocked when we get a hundred percent y'all eve says i've heard the term monkey around and muck it up but never monkey it up that jackass knew exactly what he was saying and fox news was the perfect place for him to say fuck that guy fuck florida if he wins come on all right uh let's look at y'all's voicemails we got a couple um play these uh what's up rod and karen this is charlie scooter i'm calling in regards to episode 1740 and you're talking about the university charter school in i think it's Livingston, alabama i went to school i went to public school in the black belt like it's only like two hours from where i where i currently live and where i, I went to high school part of what you're saying is accurate yes it was schools were integrated but what you have to also remember is that because it is a 70 percent black population those 20 to 30 percent of white people all they did was open smaller private schools and if you look throughout not only this state but other southern states if you pay attention to the schools that uh quote unquote are the best when you go to sites like greatschools.net or when you read those um those news articles that they put out all the time about the best schools Oftentimes, when you look into their history, you find out they started from the fact that this small group of white people figured they wanted to make sure their kids get the best opportunity, period. And so the way they did it was make private schools or Christian academies and just continue on. And oftentimes, what also happened is that even though even those black people who do have a little who are a little bit middle class, they'll send some of their kids over there. So you might have teachers who work in the public school system in um, Sumter County that were black that sent their kids to the private school. So negating the any kind of, like, improvement for the other kids or the community, and the community in general because they're just sending their more... Oh, you got cut off. All right, next one. Hey, Rod Karen, this told school again. I got disconnected. But what I was saying was that you might have educators who were teaching in the public schools who decided to send their kids to the, the local private school or the local Christian school. And I don't want to make it sound like it's all race racial based because if you take a look at example or something like love, I mean basketball wise, you know, shiny kids might go to this really small school, but you know it's a private school. And when they probably could, they probably just go to like a public school as well and have some of the same opportunities to, you know, socialize with kids their age and from their, from, um, that are also black. But because, you know, their, their parents have more money and they have more resources, they tend to send their kids to more, to schools that have more advantages anyway. And it's because, you know, they want to, quote, unquote, ensure that their child has the best education and get more attention. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to call and say that, yes, it was back in the late 60s that integration was supposed to happen. 
But unless you look at actual school policy from county to county, state to state, you can never really say that there was true integration, even if somewhere like in North Carolina, it might be the same way. All right, bye. All right, thanks, Charles Scooter. And uh, yeah, I, I feel you. That's the lesson of the day, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely, um, I definitely see what you're saying about people with means. I guess what I'm saying is with charter schools a lot of white people that don't have the means to pay for private school will still use them to try to find a way to get away from black kids right um to get their kids away from black kids and if you have the means and you want to go pay somebody for education that you feel is superior to public school i understand that black white whatever um it's funny that people that don't have the means want a stipend to keep their white kids away from too many black kids that's 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 the racism and that's the problem that i have all right next voicemail we got one more hi rod and karen this is kelly joe from indianapolis indiana my goal is to get to your show on september 20th can i can you give me a little bit of what it took for y'all to jump out there and make such a remarkable show holla at me Read my comment on on your show. I give y'all five stars every chance I can, but my computer's so old. So, <laughs> holla at me. Love y'all. Bye bye. Oh. Uh, um. So to I guess to jump out there and start our podcast, or you mean to jump out there and start the live show? Um. I'll say I I think she meant the podcast. What do you think, Karen? Um. That's what I'm assuming okay so to start the podcast the main thing was um we listened to a lot of podcasts i know i yes. did uh my my uh favorite podcast at the time and still what i think is the best podcast in the game is uh keith and the girl mm-hmm. and they had a show where someone wrote in complaining about some bullshit and saying how their show wasn't that good and anyone could do it and they said well you know what if anyone can do it why don't you do it right it's so easy start your own show and they said it you know pejoratively to be like we're good at this like why what the fuck are you talking about you're listening to us but also it was motivational to me because i said why can't i start my own show and you know i think karen and i have good conversations and i was like we should do a show and karen is dependable studious and funny and charismatic and all that stuff and i was like i can't think of a better show partner to do this with that'll be as committed to this as i am um and you know we started uh the podcast and it was uh to us it wasn't feel it didn't feel like jumping out there necessarily Mm -hmm. because at the time podcasting was such an insulary medium it was you know maybe a handful of people on twitter listen to you maybe um some random stranger downloads your stuff in on the internet but it it never occurred to us that we would be popular Mm-mm, that was not the purpose you know and slowly and slowly it just kept building up to the point where it's kind of unavoidable like oh we are some level of popular i wouldn't call us famous Mm-mm. but we are some level of popular you know and, and it keeps growing and you know uh to the point where <laughs> you know we're we're at a pretty good spot of like if somebody spots us or we go somewhere and meet somebody we can still do little stuff like that we can still we haven't ran any psycho fans or anything Mm -mm. um so we're still in a pretty good spot but 
yeah i think that was what made us want to jump out there and karen didn't really want to do it which is why it's named the black guy who tips and not like the black couple that does something or a black i don't know whatever i would have called it the ride and karen show or something it's it's not called that because karen um was like if i quit or you want a different partner because i suck you you can just switch it switch it out at any yeah, point that's why it's a nice surprise they you know because a lot of people read the title and they be like who is this black guy that tips wait a minute it's a woman on the show yeah and what's funny is i would have never one i would have never named it that if not for karen and then two i never was gonna replace karen if she would have somehow quit then it just would have been not been a podcast Duh! um so it's 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 funny that like but it was the only way to really get her to feel comfortable like doing it and you know to me it, it felt like people liked it um pretty much right away you know but it didn't a lot we didn't have a lot of listeners so it just kind of grew and from there um so uh now let me go to the next session because we're gonna get cut off um but yeah that's what made Uh, us jump out there i didn't even realize that i'm i'm the star of the show about a black guy (laughs) yeah i mean as far as i'm concerned because like i said i i do all this prep and Uh, all this stuff and you know you just show up and be yourself and uh you know your personality and and make the jokes and stuff and that's what a lot of people come for you know um let me add you back to the screen sorry okay um but yeah anyway i just feel like uh that if you're talking about if you're talking about the live show what made us jump out there that's also for me is incremental like we did uh a panel at awesome con maybe two or three years ago and people came to see us and us specifically um, which I was not necessarily expecting. I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be a collective, like, because it was a collection of people. Yeah, like, oh, some of my favorite black podcasts are here. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, we were taking pictures with people and meeting people, shaking hands. I know people were saying our names and people were cheering. I was like, they who they cheering for? Right. And oh, look at that! I was like, what is wrong? Right. And it was kind of a realization at that point, like, oh, people really like us, not just in our spare bedroom right because we we back back to the foundation of what we do we just two niggas with a microphone right and so it's like these people exist they're real they're rooting for us they like us and so then the next year we did negro con Mm -hmm. which is uh us where's my 40 acres and movie trailer reviews network and we all like did a live show and that was like okay and then we did a couple oh wait i'm sorry before that i think we went to revolt con which is uh puff daddy's uh revolt tv flew us out to miami to this hip-hop conference and Mm -hmm. we were on like the podcasting uh panel Mm -hmm. with combat jack and rest in peace um tax stone Mm -hmm. um dj dj fn nori yes um like that was a cool experience um and then in uh then we did negro con in uh dc and then we got we went to PodCon in seattle yes they flew us out there i mean these are all been signs that at least for me confirmation that oh people listen people like us people want to hear from us and we had fans in seattle that's something i did not anticipate you know Mm-mm, and they showed out they yeah. showed up and showed out and we like we got so all of that stuff to say um 
the live show thing was just more about like okay now it's time maybe we can do this so you know we took a chance on ourselves and we'll see how it turns out on the 20th as far as um the final numbers but it's already a success and as far as i'm concerned yes yeah i mean not no no i'm not talking about like some emotional shit i mean Mm -hmm. numbers wise it's already going to make money correct that is important because business is not and and what we do as a business it's not just about feeling good which a lot of people get caught up in and then you know you end up with some serious debt or you end up uh i don't know fucked up in the game somehow you know like you spend all this money to make people feel good or make yourself feel good but you ain't make no money you know i don't want to fan con people and shit so mm-hmm. um it's good to know that we invest in ourselves and it keeps reaping benefits as long as everything goes well so that was you know that was it was a calculated risk to do a live show and doing it here makes me feel more comfortable than doing it somewhere else traveling and all this shit um but you know eventually we'll probably end up traveling with these so uh anyway i hope that answered your question emails 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 let's get to them is it obtainable by cameron who says good day rod and lovely the lovely karen i'm a colored with a you in it male ages 30 from south africa i've been following the podcast for a while for a while and i really enjoy it and love karen's accent thank you baby i'm gonna launch my podcast the end of september my podcast is gonna be social commentary and i'm also planning to on launching another podcast next year in january and it's gonna be on football and not y'all football but the real football smiling face yeah that's soccer football uh i want to know is getting ad money of three thousand dollars a month an obtainable and realistic goal I'm planning on retiring in the Philippines in three years time because the cost of living is cheap out there in the country is beautiful and so are the people. So I'll be doing my two podcasts and shooting vlogs around Southeast Asia. I know a guy who's been doing vlogs in Thailand for the last seven months, according to him. That's what he's living off of, the money YouTube pays him. Not to diss my dude, but his vlogs are trash. Ooh, Jesus. And I know I can do a better Shots job. Fired. Right? i know i could do a better job than him still shout outs to him he's still my dude so all i need is three thousand dollars a month to two thousand dollars a month to live off of and a thousand dollars to send back home to my mother can it be done can i make three thousand dollars a month and add money by the next three years love y'all thanks y'all for the great podcast and continue doing what y'all doing love y'all that's a very hard question to answer just for the fact that we don't know how the structure is there like because you know we're we're in the united states completely different and with any sponsorships and ads it takes a while to be to build up sponsorships and ads that's not something that happens overnight particularly if you're not already famous and, and you're building something from the ground up and it takes a lot of hard work and dedication before anybody will even consider sponsoring you because they gotta know you're gonna be around because i'm not paying you for advanced shows and you might decide to in the middle just to quit yeah um so real shit i don't know that's the best answer i could give you do not know um advertising and podcasting is based off a listener base so the best thing you have to do you be able to do is build up a listener base and then maybe uh pursue some advertisers or get on some net in some networks that have like those automatic ads Mm -hmm. but without a very large listener base i don't know that you make what you would pull in um also advertisers very like for at least for us anyway as uh independent contractors you gotta remember we gotta invoice these people 
you gotta hope they're on the up and up send your money on time they're constantly you know if you have like a percentage that you get off of something you're kind of at their mercy for the numbers if you can't always track those sales um if you um have like a deal with someone where they have to pay you a certain amount every month a big business might not pay you but you know they might be slow and you need your rent every week you know what i mean every month come on so uh advertising is kind of a risky business uh if you can kind of subsidize some of that with like premium content or patreon subscribers or something that's a little more consistent um and that's where we get a lot of our freedom to uh have and run ads or choose which ads we run and stuff um and build different people different amounts based on you know what we feel we should build them we uh have only been able to do that because uh we have all these people that are premium subscribers uh, and they they're pretty consistent i mean people jump on jump off people you know fall on hard times or they just cancel it you know for whatever reasons which is totally fine not right. you know that that so that so it still kind of fluctuates but it's more consistent than an advertiser where like bevel might you know advertise with us for a year and then just one day go ah no more no more bevel ads now you know that money's gone so you don't want to repeat depend on advertising as some just like nebulous concept because it's not that's not really how it works you know you got to pursue each one differently and all that yeah. stuff and sponsors come sponsors go sponsors come back sponsors restructures deals you know there's all types of things when it comes to sponsorship uh michael wright said i was listening to the feedback show you advised about equipment i went to your site i looked at the equipment valuable info by the way my question is what are some key some key cpu specs so i don't buy the wrong laptop thanks in advance man i'm gonna be honest i don't know that Mm -mm. what i do is i go up in best buy and i look at the like more expensive pcs or laptops and um try to get the one i can like the most i can afford right um like you know i would say um at least in my estimation when we have gotten like uh dell inspirion or whatever like or hp or something like you know whatever you get like it's been in the range of like 800 to like a little over a thousand dollars now obviously it's an investment um and you know we try to dedicate those only to the podcast correct so no wear and tear extra right you don't have shit, shit yeah you run down the background slowing it down dragging it but computers age in white people years like come on they find it in six months later they're like you know what right you just looking up like what the fuck happened okay um so yeah i would say um get uh yeah that's all i got i don't got a, a, any real and it's various because we don't know nothing about apples because we never had any apple computers right you are appreciated this is from jasmine who says hey rod and karen i just wanted to start off by saying that i'm a new listener i love the show and i genuinely look forward to the new episodes every week i hate that i can't make the live show but my due date is september 30th so Aww. that clearly interferes with my ability to do a lot of things let alone travel congratulations by the way yes good luck with everything on the due date and keeping with my news what i am that i'm a mom to be i just would like to thank you all for gathering individuals like myself all the way up and for inspiring me not to make these same mistakes twice for background i'm currently 25 years old and i reside in maryland 
back during 2014 midterm elections i was a young person who did not care to make myself knowledgeable about politics and the impact it had on my everyday life looking back on it it's a bit shameful considering i graduated from an hbcu in 2016 and was constantly taught otherwise having a history of political ignorance i can uh, admit that i bought into the dangerous rhetoric about both clinton and trump when it came time for the 2016 election for the past two years i've seen the consequences of that and it truly does disgust me and listening to the blackout tips and reflecting on what kind of mom i hope to be and the type of values i hope to pass on i vowed not to make the mistake that make the same mistake when it's time for the primary elections in maryland i made sure my, to waddle myself down to the polls to cast my vote come november if need be i will make sure that i wrap my body around me my baby around me as i stand in line to vote again come on come on i know that at this point the wrong of trump cannot be undone but the show has helped inspire me to make sure that i do not idly stand by as the threat of foolishness like him again come on uh i thank y'all for constantly staying up on what is currently going on in the world and having real honest discussions about the impacts on marginalized and often under overlooked communities i'm expecting the sun and there are so many lessons that i knew i wanted to teach him ranging from blackness to toxic masculinity that i now know i will be able to better articulate implement since listening to you all oh man thank you again thank you for all that you for the show and i just know that you have a listener in maryland with swollen feet whose life you have changed for the better sincerely nugget smile p.s nugget is my nickname for my son he kicks me like crazy when the do you want a funk theme comes on <laughs> come on um oh man that's beautiful that's mm-hmm. beautiful sincerely that is that's that 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 really does make it worth it man right like it really does because i it's it's uh i think the hardest thing now man for people is to admit like they can improve or they're wrong like people like to say shit like like platitudes like well i'm not no one's perfect i including me but then the second you're like well what about this thing it's like i know you ain't saying i know it's a skip record right and so you know it i think this i feel regretful of 2016 in a certain way because as much as i knew it was not a game and as much as i tried to impress upon people like the seriousness of it there was times where i was trying to like hear folks out and be like okay but ultimately what is your plan with this but i have to respect what you're going to do with your vote because everyone has a right to their vote but i thought about it afterwards and i'm like i was lying because i don't really respect what you do with your vote Mm -mm. and i don't have to Nope. the same way that if somebody votes republican i don't have to respect that and nobody can make me and i the same, you know if you you vote for jill stein i don't have to respect that you know you can have your political views and shit it's not like i can change it you know but i have this platform that we built by being honest by being forthright and by being unflinching about our beliefs and when those beliefs change we talk about that too you know but yeah like the i this is why this is a home that i would love for everybody to come into as far as our podcast it is still our home and we built it our way and if people really think that their values and their views merit some level of uh um audience they should build their audience that way because we build it our way and we talk about the things and we are two black southern democrat progressive type people 
but we might not but we don't fit in lock and step with anybody just like no one Mm -hmm. person does um but some of the stuff that was just said is it, it was just so foul in 2016 and i don't think it's a coincidence that russians republicans racists and bigots all wanted us to vote the same way and then when i see a black person say essentially those republicans racists bigots and russians are right i'm like nah that doesn't make sense to me you don't make sense to me you know so like i said it doesn't mean i have to hate anybody i'm not gonna i don't want to spend all day berating people um but when i get on this mic i'm gonna tell how i feel about shit and how i feel is um a lot of people you know kind of play themselves or got played and i don't want to get stuck on that other than to say if we can recognize it then we can change it right this is not to harp on it on some like i 20 years from now i'll be like you motherfuckers no what i hope happens is 2018 we see a term and we see a change in the midterms and that last and in 2020 we see a change in the main offices i hope we can do that i don't have a lot of faith in people but you writing in gives me a little bit of hope because that's the shit we don't see anymore we just right. you just don't see it all the people who 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 were advocating that way either went quiet or they don't talk about it anymore or they double down and a lot of them just act like they didn't do it but right. i remember how people talked i remember it you know people can't hold their heads up high no more because because it's like this is the shitty part of what you advocated for and what you asked for yeah so it's like what you gonna change and it's dope to see somebody be like yeah man fuck that shit i'm gonna change i don't want to be that kind of person and the thing is a lot of us have been there before uh, 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 most of us especially when you're young right same uh, seem like a lot of work to learn on shit right you know it's easier just to like justify myself staying home by saying ah it's all the same it's not gonna change anything but the sad part is it takes getting older to see the impact it has on people before you can go oh this is very fucking serious and it does change things and there is no it'll be okay maybe if you live in one of these sanctuary cities one of these progressive cities that's already going to take care of folks even despite the government then sure you get to be as radical as you want and just fucking tell us all we ain't shit but many of us don't live in these cities Mm -mm. many of us live in jurisdictions where it's literally life or death and we don't got time to play with with folks you know we're not in california you know we don't have time to do this so anyway no lauren hate shall prosper this from memphis uh who writes in well you spoke about the outrage towards lauren hill not fitting the crime it made me think about whitney whitney i'm gonna say whitney hutton uh shout out to martin whitney houston and the way that she was mocked and discarded in those years when she retreated before her attempts at comeback and then her untimely death i wonder if they love that if the love that everyone shows now stems from guilt Mm. come on come on they guilt that guilt that they didn't protect her enough to honor her enough while she was still here so now we must overcompensate because we feel a little responsible why do we feel like we possess ownership of these women's talents and if they aren't used how we see fit we discard them black lives matter though right 
i also wonder if lauren were to die today how quickly the vitriol would become love right yeah that whitney houston thing is a great fucking example of memphis that's a perfect example you know d'angelo is a great example too d'angelo's a dude that was not comfortable with the spotlight disappeared had all the same like inconsistent uh shenanigans and shit we don't hate him though Mm-mm. nigga came back with an album can't nobody say to understand the words to and it was okay you know it's, it's like it, we're just gentler with certain folks than others but that's a great point that whitney houston one because i remember when the joke was she's a crackhead she had a mm-hmm. whole ass reality show about it uh they used to play clips on talk suit people used to share those clips and go viral and when she died and people went well she's just a crackhead then everybody started feeling bad and was like you can't say that about her i'm like well y'all said it when she was alive you know y'all definitely didn't give a fuck then it wasn't no don't talk about whitney you know i don't know death changes people i guess i don't know huge shout out love and respect from arizona this is from uh jay who says hey rod and karen i'm supposed to be working but i had to stop and shout you both out found your podcast about six months ago almost passed it up because but something told me to listen to the show for five minutes karen i stand for you oh thank you baby please don't change anything you do i live when you scream out yes at the all the time and your joke (laughs) and your joke cheap kitty but funny as hell right your sound effects amazing love fucking with black people all of it just want to send you out positive vibes so uh i can't all the positive vibes i can your way thank you for what you do for the culture and also thank you for recognizing lgbtq hashtag black star power hashtag thank you again the 10th letter thanks jay thank you we appreciate you and uh that was very nice of you to write that mm-hmm. um and i'm glad you enjoyed the show marissa writes Same. in uh dear rod and karen let uh let me just say congrats on the live show wish i could be in charlotte but my spidey senses tell me y'all moving on up like the jeffersons yeah and we'll have many a future show now on the topic ahead karen go to hell off sis this bullshit with serena and the cat suit by the french open officials is racist sexist trash how is it a sister is fully clothed but they deemed her not classy please that cat suit is not even the most lit cat suit she wore right mm-mm, mm-mm. That U.S. Open cat suit was the one that put her shape on the Mount Rushmore of booty. This recent cat, <laughs> this recent cat suit was more about Serena's health and the life-threatening blood clots that she has dealt with for years and must most recent during childbirth. Hell, even if it wasn't about her health and she just wanted to stunt in the suit, so what? Tennis. The last forty years been nothing but short dresses, booty shorts, and skirts. Right, tank, tank tops that tend to show some cleavage, and uh, the French Open had no issues then. Just like those damn drug tests they do on Serena, more than even men and known drug cheats like Maria Sharapova. Mm-hmm. It's steeped in racism and sexism. As I type this, the U.S. Open Open just had a situation blow up in their faces where a French player, Alize Cornette had uh was penalized for changing her shirt on the court apparently when she changed it during the changeover in the locker room the shirt was put on wrong and it was uncomfortable for her to play in so she quickly switched the shirt while the sim where, where the symbols of the bra on the oh while wearing a sports bra on the court um as given some bogus warning uh meanwhile the men players stripped their shirts off all the time leaving the court sitting in their chairs and shit is all good right mm-hmm i and a lot of women are tired of these ridiculous double standards heaped on women especially black women 
the sport finna be crying like he sweat when serena is and when serena and venus is gone mm-hmm. by the by the way because the, them ratings gonna go down don't care what you say them ratings gonna tank by the way the john mccain republican revisionist history is just par for the course because when ted kennedy passed away in 1969 the incident known as chappaquiddick was right there uh a part of the narrative in every newscast and rightfully so mccain was a standard bearer republican he voted a lot of fuck-ass policies but his pow war hero status brought him legacy protection others won't get you will see that when it's bill clinton time to depart the earth anyways love the show as always enjoy your live show love y'all marissa from the bronx thank you thanks marissa um and yeah there's nothing but facts and heat throughout this entire uh <laughs> email come on uh jeff writes in hello love y'all thought something this week black guy who tells Ryder carol what is good your live show coming up and i'm so psyched for you guys 1744 you guys broke it down on john mccain a sign of how soon we forget and brainwashing although i have respected his military service the man went on record saying that he would always hate those gooks for his treatment as a pow and i think that says it all about how he feels about people of color whether he even was conscious of it or not i think he knew damn well yeah i think um also he was a dude that that made a, a song out of bombing iran which i don't know how that even if you want to bomb iran because you feel like it has serious international like re- you have reasons to do it let's say you believe we need to bomb iran why are you making a trivial song about it bomb 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 iran that, that's that's not that's not okay dude it's not a joke this isn't a Chappelle skit you're talking about killing people i understand that the officer uh the offices of the united states means you're probably going to end up in some sort of co- military conflict at times you can't be cavalier about it you have to have some level of certainty and seriousness about what you're undertaking it's ridiculous he actively fought against anything that could benefit black and brown people who rep- he repped arizona folks no said don't sleep 1745 lauren and serena frankly hearing Galasper sound off on lauren was embarrassing as a musician and a freelancer myself i can dig his sentiments cancellations and lateness is inexcusable though her ex-father-in-law the mighty bob marley played a gig after having a stroke from cancer but it makes me want to say to Glasper, you took the money so what you look like throwing shade i think he lost some fans on that i for one won't listen to too much of him now as her reply makes clear lauren hill is a fierce intellectual and she naturally intimidates men and like beyonce a wonder a worldwide name and like i felt with beyonce that should not have had uh, she should not have had to explain it so much personal detail we all know if it were a white man or white woman even serena's story covering uh fucking with black people section perfectly uh to hell with these stuck up races and their exclusive sporting events they make themselves look like the insecure losers they are as karen said the tv ratings are thanks to serena venus and tiger though he doesn't really re- like us uh at all lol it, it don't matter we're gonna love him forever no matter what people say niggas is secretly fucking with tiger and studies into and them numbers show tiger playing niggas is coming tiger playing niggas ain't watching period regardless of cablin asian whatever the fuck he call himself you know what that's the realest shit you ever said right there 
keep taking that money sisters with each episode you guys have been even more beautifully vocal about your feelings on racial social justice and you are on point as always please keep this lifelong this lifeline going for us it is so appreciated all love and respect jeff in osaka japan shout out to you man japan i know right that's that's what's up last one miss martikin says hi rod and karen i'm a robert glassman fan and have been for years so when i watched that interview i was cringing the whole time like no yeah the first person i thought of was james brown then prince because if either one of them would have pulled what miss hill was merely accused of people would have said genius he knows what he wants he's tough but it's his name up there all right they both have fired people and all kinds of shit come on people were sharing a video of michael jackson on facebook where he fired a dude and he fired him like on beat like he was like david when you gonna get a job like he was singing and everything and because he didn't stop the song on time ah. and so michael jackson made you know like he just kept singing like he was singing song lyrics but he was actually saying this nigga was fired oh and people were sharing it and i'm like do y'all have no sense of irony y'all literally just got y'all said lauren hill doesn't treat bands fairly for firing them uh which she said actually i don't fire people but but for firing them according to to y'all she be stunting on them too hard and i guarantee she's never done that shit and yet somehow one of you know it's okay for one person to do it not the next i'm like if it's bad behavior wouldn't it be bad for all the time i don't get it that double standard um like what's the main difference here you know the woman that's the main difference what i can't stand is how people who don't perform always come out on solo artists when they don't do everything themselves no one does as alicia steal your man then take you to the beach keys saying no one but (laughs) but since it is uh their name it is often their vision of how they want to be perceived and their reputation on the line so they have final say the miseducation lauren hill is a masterpiece and a group effort no doubt boundaries should have been set and very likely credit should have been given check given in checks cut she was young it's resolved now why bring it up oh to shit on a black woman uh that's why in your direct threat to beyonce i was like get out of my head rod that's why she is the way she is some people have mastered social media in different ways like miss badu because you have to control your narrative and i had someone say they like solange more because beyonce is run by the machine what listen when 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 are we going to give her credit for her image not to mention like they from the fucking same place if if beyonce's image is the manicured image of the machine then so is fucking solange's maybe this is just who she is dog you know like maybe if it's manicured and whatever she manicured the shit so still give her her props and why people do it all the time and nobody telling her what to do uh she is 36 with a husband and three kids and miss tina as her mama and solange is her sister why can't she be black and proud right I, it's like she has to be the coon and the other two women are black like what does that mean it's the same family why can't she be credited for the vision and final decisions made in her image and her production and i like solange too no doubt but beyonce is a better performer solange may be a better songwriter but beyonce works hard and is a performance perfectionist much like mj he too got to start got his start with a father in control but it was his work talent and artistry that turned him into the legend he was much like beyonce 
why people want to give her credit to her team and other people when it's her and her name and her reputation on the line and they think she just shows up none of the greats have just showed up for that long how many album tours records performances she got to do to get credit for her craft i'm sorry this is long but y'all had me fired up see y'all in a few weeks at the tips conference ha tips conference tips con um nah thank thank you for writing in mm-hmm. though um and that's everybody Woo! this was also a kind of a long show i had a lot to say yeah i did a lot of reading karen's over there chilling uh that's what i do you know i'm the real talent i'm the mvp <laughs> ah! tomorrow actually we will be starting at 10 a.m um and we actually have a guest uh it's gonna be uh mike and elizabeth from we just saw a movie yay that's gonna be fun they are the best right we don't normally have white people on this show but we're gonna have two tomorrow and we love them oh they have so much fun y'all like i love their i love their podcast i don't know if y'all have listened to it but go check it out they're normally very short and movie they, reviews they are fucking hilarious yeah they crack me up uh i suggest the mile 22 review i know most of y'all haven't seen the movie that's fine but uh mike has a really great impression of mark Wahlberg in that joint and it was amazing yes uh it had us cracking up in the car and uh like they're both amazing they're both very funny and stuff so as a couple that goes don't have kids and go to the movie a lot i feel like we will get along yes all right until tomorrow i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.